Welcome to the Crypto Podcast for Beginners. My name is Greg Kung and my co-host Terry Masson. We're going to be rounding up the crypto news around the world as well as giving you useful tutorials and tips for beginners. This podcast is sponsored by our online course, Cryptocurrency for Beginners. This is a great course if you want a practical course that will give you tutorials on how to actually purchase Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies that we love. We'll share which exchanges we use. We'll teach you about these sexy topics like non-fungible tokens, how to create them, how to mint them, decentralized finance, and a whole lot more. Let's get started with the show. We're going to be talking about the first NFT drop about Snoop Dogg. We're going to be learning about Holochain and a whole lot more. All right, we're live. All right, this is the day's results. New all-time high. Portfolio is rocking it. Ethereum's at a new all-time high. XRP is coming back. Very nice. So how did you jump from 300 to 350K so quickly? Um, hollow chain just came out of the blue. Yeah. Ticker symbol HOT. It's a 30X for me. Yeah, you're talking about that a bit on the last episode, episode two. That's that's up on the uh, Nomad Investors YouTube channel now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you want to talk more about Holochain. Holochain is an interesting project. Um, it's basically kind of a decentralized internet. And, uh, you know, right now the internets are going through, I guess, all the different ISP providers. Uh, but Holochain, yeah, they're just, um, it's, they think their tagline is think outside the blocks. So they kind of have a different way of running a blockchain. And uh, they have these things called hollow po ports. So they're little computers, uh, you know, about the size of a, a tablet, maybe smaller, a little bit more thicker, though. And, um, yeah, you put them in your window or something, you give it some good Wi-Fi access, and it's it's, it's a bit spilled this an, a, another Internet. It's an, another layer of the Internet that's kind of decentralized. So it can't be stopped. It can't be censored. Um, you know, it's all user run. And uh, in, in so how people what incentivizes people to do it, to buy these ports is, uh, you know, the, the amount of time they're online, the amount of data they store, um, they will be rewarded in the hot coin, the cryptocurrency. There it is. Think outside the blocks. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I was thinking about buying a hollow port. It's only like 500. They have three different versions. One's like 500 bucks to like $700 to $1,000. And you mm -hmm. just set it and forget it. It's a plug and play right out of the box. You just take it out of the box. You plug it in and connect it to the internet. And now, now you've got another, another layer of internet happening. Decentralized, uncensored, can't be shut down. And then uh, you're basically just getting paid. The longer you're online, the more through a putt you're putting through, the more uh, mm -hmm. hot you're going to get. The okay. Hot so you mentioned you helped the client 30x last on the last episode, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was I bought this hollow chain when it was in the hundredths of a penny. So it, it was like point zero 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 eight. And um it went down to like point zero 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 four. So like half my money was gone. So what I did is I just bought more. 
uh, dollar yeah. cost average. Um, Bitcoin was around at that time, like, you know, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. This is going back a year. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, I don't have enough to buy one Bitcoin. I'm going to get a fraction of a Bitcoin. I'm going to have decimal zero, zero, something, something, something. And I thought if I can buy something that is like fractions of a penny, I can own a lot more of them. Mm. So I bought Holochain because I wanted millions of them. I just wanted to own millions of a token. Yeah. And I, I ended up getting 5 million of them. So I, yeah, I bought like uh, 1 million, 2 million. Then I, the price went down. I added more. So my average price was about 0.00073 cents. So seven hundredths of a penny. And currently it's almost three cents right now. So it's crazy. Yeah. This is so, Canadian dollars we're talking. I think you have the US price up there, but yeah. Yeah. It's like two and a half cents Canadian. So it All went right. from hundredths of a penny to tenths of a penny to an actual penny. Yeah. So Wow. I'm just I'm just looking at Holochain on crypto.com app. Yep. Um so in, interesting. Over the week, 152% gains. Over a month, 635%. Over three months, 2,935%. I know. It's 29x. Over, That's a 29x right there. 2,905%. Yeah. It looks like it's cooled down though. So yeah. Is it uh, is it too late to get in the FOMO time? You know, we're just starting alt season, Greg. So it's like our, you buy anything right now, I think it's going to go up. Alt season, I yeah, that, that term. Before. Alternative coin. So anything other than Bitcoin is an alternative coin. But yeah. I, I think Ethereum now has enough history that it's it can't be an altcoin. So basically, anything lower in the market cap between Bitcoin and Ethereum is now an alternative coin. All right. So anything anything from three down, like Bitcoin is number one, Ethereum is number two. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about Ethereum. That's it's reached an all-time high, but we also had some, some uh, topics we were going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, NFT corner, Snoop Dogg's dropping his NFTs later today. You wanted to talk about some history and um sort of the taking a step back um, yeah because this is a cryptocurrency for beginners podcast and i, yeah. I feel like you even mentioned it to me we we're, were talking a little bit at an advanced level so we got to like just kind of go back to basics yeah we got we got pretty deep during episode two which is is good i mean you you, you and terry are uh two terry you know, yeah. half a million in crypto <laughs> and uh talking about parrot chains and <laughs> uh, polka dot which is which is good um we got some videos coming out that are going to highlight polka dot and, right yeah hollow chain yeah like well like i mean if we can dial it back the first thing i'd say is like what is cryptocurrency why cryptocurrency and how do i get involved in cryptocurrency okay so the main thing about what is cryptocurrency is it's these are decentralized projects so right now we're kind of at the mercy of of the big players who run the internets and then also provide all the search engines and the storage like Amazon Web Services, uh, Google, Microsoft. Um, and so, and even money, like our money is controlled by big banks, government. So the idea of cryptocurrency is to have a decentralized platform for information and for value exchange, for moving money around that is, 
you know, can't be censored, can't be stopped. And, um, you know, that's basically it. So what's what's been happening is like the first, the original cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. It came out in 2008, was created. 2009, it kind of, I believe, went live. Mm -hmm. Created by the pseudonymous Satoshi Nakamoto, who nobody really knows who that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was with that project of 2011. Then it kind of went silent. But it's never been hacked. Um, well, sorry, it, it, it has forked one time because of uh, uh, block size and things like that. Uh, my details on that are a little bit sketchy on the history. Yeah. But it's very secure. And it's a means of transporting value between people peer to peer, meaning if I if you and I want to transact some business, I can just send my cryptocurrency to your public address and yeah. then we can just exchange value between us. There's no banks in between. There's no PayPal's. There's no Venmo's. There's no um, JP Morgan, you know, um, Morgan Stanley's, uh, no Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. It's just, OK, I want to exchange value from myself to you and not have anybody know about it yeah and um and so the cryptocurrency is kind of an incentive so here's here's the interesting thing we can even go a little bit further back um it's very difficult to send money electronically and the reason is uh it's called the double spend problem so if i send you an email greg it's yeah. not just one email that goes from me to you i actually don't send you my email i send you a copy of my email so I write you an email and where does it show up in, in mine? It shows up in my outbox and where yeah. does it show up in yours? It shows in your inbox. So now we got two copies of that same information, which mm -hmm. is great for information that we want to share. You know, you want to read the email, email I sent you and I want to remember what, what I did send to you, mm -hmm. but not so good for money. Like if I send you money and I still have that money in my bank account, that's a bad system. So yeah. they had to devise a way that's called the double spend problem because it's digital. So di digits, digits are just ones and zeros. So they can just be copied. That code can be copied. So Satoshi, he came up with this amazing uh, uh, method, this amazing uh, procedure code um, about the blockchain. So it's it's it solves the double spend problem. It's called proof of work. So what that means is it has all these different computers for all these different people running the networks and validating the transactions mm -hmm. and using a lot of computing power. Um, but it actually just will send a message across the board. Hey, Terry's sending money to Greg. Let's yeah. uh, debit uh, Greg's account. Let's credit Terry's account. Everyone agree. Okay. Yep. Greg now has the money. Terry doesn't. Okay. Let's remove. So it's on the blockchain. So you don't actually hold the money like physically. And, and it's just basically a record on the blockchain. So it's in a ledger. It's a decentralized ledger. Um, so that's why value can be. It's just it's basically just labeling. Here's the here's this money on the blockchain. Yeah. It used to belong to Terry. So Terry's name was labeled on it. Now mm -hmm. it belongs to Greg. So let's just change the label. So that's what it does. So all the transactions are recorded on this ledger, a.k.a. Yes. The, the blockchain for right. all for all cryptocurrencies. Absolutely. Yeah. Those... And then all the other computers have to agree. And, they, you know, the incentive to for people to use their computing power and to use their electricity to, to validate the network and to kind of verify all these transactions, they need to be paid as well, too. So they're monetized in cryptocurrency as well, too. So they yeah. will mine. It's called mining. Yeah. So in order for them to use their computers to validate the network, they get paid every time a new block is added to the ledger. It's immutable. So once the information is like, okay, Terry paid Greg, boom, 
Terry can no longer have that money. It's written in the blockchain. Every computer mm -hmm. in the network gets a record of it. Yeah. And then the person who kind of sealed that block off gets paid in a little bit in Bitcoin. And it can't be transactions yeah, can't be changed, right? They're... Immutable, yeah. Like once it's there. Now, correction. There's something called the 51% attack. So you can, if you have 51% of all the players, of all the network, of all the processing power, deciding they want to rewrite the block, then they can. But it's almost impossible to do in Bitcoin right now at this point. Hmm. Yeah. So the, um, I was watching that uh, that video with the Nomad Capitalists um, talking about cryptocurrency, and then the conversation went to mining. Yes. Uh, you know, these people now institutions companies they've got supercomputers mining coins i guess during the early days you could get some supercomputers and mine bitcoin and all coins but it's it's at a point now where you don't have enough computing power unless you're you've right, got you to be a big player or, or you join a mining pool yeah you know but yeah it's big business now right there's a big bunch of players in there there was a big mining farm that opened up in texas recently that's all a wind and solar powered yeah um, but it was like a multi-million dollar project and they have you know ten thousand um computers it's a lot wow. of processing power yeah a lot, of a lot of it's in china too where they have subsidized energy subsidized mm. so a lot of people worry about bitcoin being centralized in china mm. Now, one of, one of the knocks, especially with um, NFTs and, and Ethereum and, and Bitcoin, is that they're not very. They use a lot of electricity, right? A lot of power. Yeah. Um, so not a nice carbon footprint. Um, I'm not, I'm not well, sure I, if you've read anything about fixing that, other than the Ethereum 2.0. Yeah, like that's why everybody's kind of going to a proof of stake model. So instead yeah. of getting rewarded for mining. And, and uh, using your computing power to get a few uh, Bitcoins is the proof of stake is you purchase these cryptocurrencies and then you hold them as collateral. So you're, you basically stake them, you lock them up, you get paid interest on them, but now you have skin in the game. So now, you know, if you're, if you become a bad player, if you try to corrupt the network, it takes your money away. So it de-incentivizes you mm. to cheat, right? So that's, I guess, the only difference between proof of work and proof of stake. So it's, it, it, it eliminates mining and, yeah. and changes it to like, you know, collateralized. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good segue to talk about Ethereum. But before we leave off, so Bitcoin is proof of work. Uh, Ethereum is currently proof of work and transitioning to proof towards of stake, yeah. proof of stake. Um, currently in July, is it? Because last time you spoke about, you know, April being a key month, which it's April now. Right, April first, uh, there was there was talk of them going rogue and yeah. forking the network, right? Because this improvement, uh, Ethereum improvement proposal fifteen fifty nine, was basically going to make the network a little bit faster and lower fees for transactions. But some of the miners they didn't want to participate. They want because they're benefiting from high fees. But I guess uh, here we are, April second. I haven't heard any news about the uh, the miners going rogue. The network seems to be stable. I don't think it forked in the last 24 hours yeah i mean we probably um, would have heard of it by now and that and it's at a new all-time high yeah so i'm i'm pretty sure that that was just like fake news or just like a fake out 
I'm not sure, but uh, I'm glad I got some Ethereum. I got some Ethereum because I was doing these NFTs, and you need Ethereum to yeah. pay pay for minting these these NFTs. So I just thought, you know, having a little bit of Ethereum when it was down to, down around the fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred um, US was a good yeah. idea. And, oh, you were uh, smart to buy. You were smart to buy, Greg. Thanks. Just just made practical sense. Yeah, but it's still relative to where it was earlier in the year yeah i've kind of scaled yeah. down some of my ethereum at one point i had 29 ethereum i was going to do as i was researching a year ago that you know you needed 32 ethereum to be a stake pool operator you know to stake your coins and, and validate the network and get paid interest yeah and so i was aiming to go to 32 but then you know it, the price kept going up so it was more and more expensive to get in yeah so I kind of gave up on that. And then, you know, the coins were giving me 4X, 5X, 6X return. So I just started to, I got more interested in some other cryptocurrencies that I felt were going to outperform Ethereum. So I kind of scaled back my Ethereum, started yeah. to sell some in profit and bought some other alternative coins, which have outperformed Ethereum for me anyway. So yeah, I think I made the right choice. Yeah. I mean, there's different plays for different people in the crypto yeah. space. There's a lot of, uh, different things you can do. One thing I did do with the, the Ethereum is I put it directly into the crypto earn to yeah. earn some interest. It has a pretty good rate. It, what, are, what are you getting in that? Five and a half something? Four and a half? Uh, three and a half. Okay. I've still got the, the Ruby card. Right, okay. This is the, just the one month term just to try it out. Oh, okay, yeah. If you did the three month term, I think you would have got four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd try it out, and if it works out, then uh, you can always just put it back in three Absolutely. months. Absolutely, right? Yep. And um, yeah, I was I was listening to the, the digesting the second podcast. We we're talking about the the USDC stablecoin. Coinnest is just talking about that now. They they're they're um, giving the reason the Ethereum shot up was partly to do with Visa accepting the USDC stablecoin on the Ethereum network. Yes. So they're just starting to talk about that now. And, you know, I was just thinking you were talking about USDC having a high rate on crypto earn, which is a, it's an option on the crypto.com app. It allows you to earn interest on your cryptocurrency. And USDC and Tether have a 10% yield. I know. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah, which is 10%. higher than the coins. So I thought, hey, not a bad idea. Maybe just start off with a hundred bucks, put it in for. I'm not sure what's what terms you have with stablecoin, but ten percent, not bad for crypto. Mm -hmm. Just have a little bit of USDC. It seems like it's going to be a practical type of coin to have. What people generally do is um so right now we're kind of in a bull cycle so the the trend is for everything to be rising right now in price so yeah. everything is going up in value um the good thing for stable coins is when you want to lock in profits and you don't want any of the volatility like at any moment anything can happen in the market and you could lose 30 40 50 percent in value yeah you know it could be a mad sell-off who knows what the future holds but the stable coin is always going to be pegged you know one to one to the us dollar so it, it won't fluctuate in value so if you have a hundred dollars in in usdc now and the market tanks tomorrow it drops by 50 percent. well you still have that hundred bucks available to you so a yeah. lot of people will sell their profits into a stable coin and then yeah. park it 
in times of volatility. Or if they feel a, a crash is coming, a market crash is coming, they, they will load up from fiat. So they'll, they'll fund their account from fiat and then they'll go right to the stable coin and get the interest and just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then you know, have, have cryptocurrency readily available to buy on a downturn. So that way it doesn't lose value. Plus you're getting your staking interest. Mm. And then if the, if the market tanks and prices go down 30%, well, you buy everything at a discount. You transfer those stable coins into the other cryptos, so that's what it's good for. And and the, it it it's pegged to the U.S. dollar, right? Yeah. So does they it... also have stable current stable coins in every currency as well, too, like Australian dollar, Canadian dollar, the British pound, yeah. the euro. So is it losing? You know, the Canadian is is gaining on the U.S. dollar a little bit each yeah. each week. So does the USDC follow that trend or? Well, well remember it's pegged one to one to the US dollar. So as the U as the US dollar is losing its purchasing power. Yeah. And some people might, you know, are 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 believing, like if you listen to Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy. Michael Saylor. He is saying that they're the the you know, you're you're losing fifteen percent. That's his words, fifteen percent per year. Yeah. In value. So like after By five keeping years. It in the US dollar. Yeah. It's purchasing power. Like a dollar is still going to be a dollar, but you know, yeah, a dollar will buy less five years from now than it will today. Yeah. So if you if you are in a stable coin, yes, your purchasing power of the stable coin will also go down. Yeah, but if you if you're staking it for interest at ten percent, you're protecting yourself from inflation plus plus yes. earning a bit. Yeah. And What's really you... interesting though is um, inflation affects the prices of things and makes the prices more expensive. Mm -hmm. So it takes more dollars to buy the same thing. But inflation also works in your favor in terms of owning assets. So when we're inflationary times, if you're owning real estate and um, the price of everything goes up, well, guess what? Your real estate goes up as well, too. Your stocks go up. Your cryptocurrency goes up. So, you know, bring on inflation when you own a lot of assets. But if you don't have any assets and you're, you know, working paycheck to paycheck, if you're a single mom and you you know you've got you need two jobs just to survive, well, everything at the grocery store is costing more. Your utilities are costing more. Your fuel is costing more. If you don't have any assets, you are, you know, you're going to be going to zero pretty soon. But when you have assets in inflationary times, the assets usually will outperform the rate of inflation, mm. as we're seeing right now in cryptocurrency. And that's like that's why the stock market is at an all-time high right now. Like we're in the throes of a global pandemic. You know, there's a new, how many different strains of the, of the COVID are out now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The stock market just, you can't, you can't stop it. It's just an all time high cryptos at all time high. So get into assets, <laughs> buy What's, some cryptocurrency. Uh, actually, you, you mentioned the inflationary a lot, like the consumer uh, price uh, index. Yeah. I was, I was just Googling it for Canada and the US and it's actually, it's hard just to get a straight figure. Like what is the current? inflation rate you end up with all these kind of yeah it goes by industries as well too like energy would have one figure and uh, con you know consumables would have another figure groceries uh, manufactured goods real mm -hmm. estate there isn't there so. isn't like a, a favorite site you have that'll just give you like all the inflation rates per country like um, snapshot yeah i haven't looked in a while but i mean it, 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 you, on your screen there it says approximately 2.27% yeah, they're getting it from statista.com. Statista, .com. statista yeah. 
2.2%. And U.S. is a bit higher. But that means, like, I mean, if you if you have $100 today, you're going to have $3 in 30 years. If it's, you know, or your, your purchasing value will go down like 3% per year each and every year. Yeah, well, I'm noticing in, in Canada, just, you know, your day to day and you're, you're, you're thinking, hey, I used to be able to buy McDonald's uh, Big Mac combo for five or six bucks. And now you, you can't get it for less than like 11 or 12 bucks. I mean, it's just, exactly. That's inflation. Yeah. It's the same. That's the same product, just higher prices. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody so, is sitting on the fence and not invested right now, you have to understand that you are slowly going broke. Like you are going broke and you don't even know it. And the only way to protect yourself is to invest in assets. That's the only way to protect yourself. And like, that's why we created that cryptocurrency course, Greg, is just to help people, you know, on board yeah. and to, um, you know, to learn about investing in digital assets so they can protect their financial futures. Yeah. Yeah. So the course it's, it's on Udemy and it's, it covers step-by-step, step. um, Someone commented on the course, you know, uh, I was looking for history and theory. Uh, it's not heavy on the history and the theory. It's very practical. Like, how do you buy? Which platforms you use? Uh, we are pretty bullish on crypto.com app. Yeah. Uh, allows you to do all these things like earn interest on your crypto. Um, you can fund your wallet with your Canadian bank or whichever country you're in. And it's got all the coins like Cardano. You couldn't buy on Coinbase until recently. It's got uh, what's the other? E Chain, XRP. Yeah, it's got all the coins, Hollow Chain that yeah. you need. And um, yeah, Snoop Dogg is dropping his NFT on Crypto.com later today. I thought it was going to be in the morning, but it's actually okay. going to be in uh, six hours from now. So well, last week it was Boss Logic. He's a Melbourne digital artist. And he yeah. had three, three NFTs for sale in limited quantities of 200 units each. So they were like, one, you know, you would buy one of 200 or three of 200 or 199 of 200. Yeah. So he had three pictures and there was 200 of each. So that's 600 NFTs and they were each selling for $2,000 at release time. Wow. And then right away on the secondary market, like once you buy an NFT, it's on the blockchain, blockchain, it's registered to you yeah. and you can sell it at a profit also on the blockchain. So just, like I said, just transfers the label. It was mine. Now it's yours, but you know, you trade it for a higher price. Yeah. And some of them were going for, you know, you know, they bought it at 2000 and then hours later they were selling it for 3500 or 400 4000 one guy was selling it for tens of thousands of dollars you know so yeah. cuz they sold out right away like all 600 200 of each unit sold out and then there was so much demand for it that people were buying it on the secondary market for a higher price than they could cuz they couldn't get it they couldn't get it when it just dropped so yeah. they would do anything you know I'll pay any price just to have it and and that's boss logic a melbourne artist i've never heard of those are those three there on the screen yeah so a drop a drop is like that's that's the term that they use when they they first release their nfts right yeah like the sale goes live yeah it's um, like it's now in the marketplace you can buy it so the first price it gets done is like two thousand dollars each until all 200 are sold and when it says sold out well then 
you know, you can buy it on the secondary market. Okay. Is that so the lowest it, price? Twenty three thirty seven. I don't know what this is. Is is this in a, the U.S. dollars or? Probably, yeah. They usually trans transact these. I like that one. It's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I saw his work and I'm amazed. But, you know, he's kind of a no name. You know, I, you've heard of Snoop Dogg. I've heard of Snoop Dogg. I haven't heard of Boss Logic. So imagine yeah. what the Snoop Dogs are going to sell for. Yeah, that's why it's going to be it's going to be interesting to to see how that does. I mean, I mean, I think he's dropping a, a brand new single, and um, I also read the weekend is also going to be releasing a new track as an NFT soon. I'm not sure at Crypto.com, but yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, the music community is really. Um, you know they're going with this this the hype around nfts but uh we'll have to see i mean like someone like snoop dogg really brings you know a lot of a, a whole new world to the crypto space right so um like mainstream adoption right like how many people follow snoop dogg yeah that's amazing i mean he's been around a while but he's uh he's still yeah, relevant I, yeah, he's he's buying Dogecoin. He's, he's in the game, right? He's, he's hip. He's hip, right? He's 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 staying current. He's on trend and on topic. Yeah, I mean, he went from a hip hop gangster to going on movies, becoming this mainstream celebrity, and then that, now life. he's just <laughs> he's right up there with uh, what the Oprahs, the yeah. Yeah, so but he has to do that. All these artists, these music artists have to do it because there's not they're, they're not allowing live shows anymore. Like they used to make their big bucks through concerts and touring. Yeah. And they it's they haven't been able to do that for a year. So they have to look at other sources of income and revenue just like I did for my massage business, you know. I got yeah. into cryptocurrency because my massage business wasn't making as much money in 2020 as it did in 2019. Yeah, it's a pivot. Yeah, you know, are, are are you have more to talk about NFTs? NFTs, um, other than me dropping my actually, I I finished Cyberpunk 2077. Nice, and I wanted to capture uh, like the moment, the ending, because like for me, it's 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 a big deal. But I also think you know, it's it's kind of a the game that's relevant for the times, is futuristic. So I, I cut just the portion of it because you can actually live stream these games now. Okay. And uh, I minted like 10 to 15 seconds of that ending. Oh, sweet. Um, on OpenSea. And, and no one said anything. I mean, if, any, if, if the, the company tells me to take it down, I'll take it down. But yeah. I'm not sure if you remix it, like a portion of it, and you mint it, whether that's copyright infringement um but yeah i just i just did it i mean yeah that's gonna bring on a whole new legal hurdle you know, i'm sure like, there's a lot of other you know that that's just one example there's gonna be yeah. tons tons of that uh happening in in this space yeah who knows there's gonna be a lot of a lot of lawyers battling this out yeah in, cop in copyright court <laughs> yeah and then the, the beeple generator which I, I i showed last week i mean that's that I mean, that's showing digital versions of, you know, trademarked um, brands like Iron Man and Sonic the Hedgehog. And, okay, interesting. Yeah. 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 Oh, geez. That's yeah. opening a whole new can of worms. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you had uh, something you wanted to segue to? Yeah. Like, 
one of the most common questions people because i've onboarded a lot of people right now like i'm just so excited about the space and everybody that we're getting involved in cryptocurrency is is in the green everybody's making money yeah and uh but what i kind of took for granted i didn't think it was unusual but the first thing people have to do is you know once they decide they want to get involved in investing in cryptocurrency is they have to they have to download an app um and then they have to um you know create in an account on an exchange so in my case it was crypto.com in your case as well too i also have a, a you know a, an account in a few other exchanges to di diversify but people they don't understand unless you tell them ahead of time about the kyc process which is the process of verifying their identity it actually shocks them they're like so many people have like they've stopped like oh no it's asking for a selfie it's asking for my driver's license like yeah you're opening up a, a, you know, a monetary account it's like opening a brokerage account. You can't go into a bank like CIBC or Royal Bank or TD Bank and say, I want to open up an account, but I don't want to give you my name or my address or my, you know, my ID. Well, yeah, you can't do it, of course. So just know when you do download the app, um, you know, it is like crypto.com is is 100 percent in regulatory compliance with Canadian authorities. So to operate legally. They have to do this, what's called KYC. It's an acronym. It stands for Know Your Customer. So if you're creating an account with having to do with money changing hands, um, you know, they need to know who you are. And so uh, you have to do a selfie. Um, you just hold your camera up, take a pic. Now you, you have to upload your driver's license or a passport. Um, it's a legitimate legal document. And then you have to verify your address. You can do that through a utility bill or a um you know a government correspondence like a notice of assessment or something like that um, and then boom you're 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 in and then you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies so uh, that's a good thing because that protect that protects you it protects the exchange because if they if they don't do this kyc the government can shut them down mm. and so it's very important that these exchanges are compliant with all the regulatory authorities there's also something called aml which stands for anti-money laundering so this is another step that these exchanges have to do by law to operate legally is they have to limit the transaction sizes so you can't send a hundred million dollars you know through their platform without raising any flags so like an individual user like you or me you know we yeah. might be allowed to like purchase up to 50 or seventy thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency in a month also to pull that out you know you can withdraw maybe three thousand dollars a day up to mm. seventy thousand dollars a month because you know they want to make sure they don't want they don't want hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars changing hands without the government know who it's going to who it's coming from mm. so you know just know there when you go through this KYC and AML, it's in your best interests. It is for your safety and security. And it just proves that the exchange you are working with is in compliance. Be very wary of any exchange that doesn't do the KYC because they could be shut down at any moment. Mm. Good. And yeah, and that the funding is can be a little bit weird as well because they used to be able to when remember when you first got me in there i could just use my debit card and then i, I think i did a credit card transaction and then that stopped working so i you have to do it through an e-transfer yeah. uh, i've got a i got a full video on on the course i made a new video uh just just walking it through step by step because yeah it can be a little bit weird the first time but it's super fast i just 
yeah. funded it today, um, this morning, and 30 minutes later, it's in my bank account. I was still able to use my debit card. I've yeah. got a Visa debit card, and I wanted to buy some more Contentos. I've done some more research on that. You know, the first episode, I said I didn't know much about it, but I've actually educated myself on it. Now I feel more confident in my purchase, so I added more Contentos. Contentos. Yeah, the What's COS the is a COS. So yes. they're, they're basically decentralized content delivery and monetization. So just imagine a decentralized YouTube or a decentralized Facebook or Instagram, you know, where you're in control of your content. You're in, con you can, you can be mon. The problem with, with a centralized system is if an advertiser doesn't like your content, you know, they can go to Google and say, you know, we, we will pull our ads and Google can demonetize you in a flash of a second. You know, they, you know, if you depend on your income coming from ad revenue and if they don't like the message that you're saying, mm. they can just say, oh, you're demonetized or they can de-platform you. They can just take you right off. It's like, nope, you don't have account anymore and all your videos are ours now. So that's the worry of a centralized network. And this is one of the things like, you know, not to get political or anything, but Prager University, which is a very conservative um, uh, online university, you know, kind of created by Dennis Prager. He's basically been kicked off of YouTube uh, because I think the values of, of YouTube are a little bit more left leaning. I'm not saying which is right or wrong. I don't, I don't want to make this political, but I'm just saying that the platform has the power to cut you off from your revenue source and to cut off your voice. You know, if you're no yeah. longer able to, to, to speak your mind because it doesn't go with the narrative of the, of the centralized entity. Well, that's, that's a problem, right? Yeah. I believe in free speech. So anyways, Contentos is a content delivery system decentralized and it's user run. So there's no central authority that can shut it down. And it basically will reward you for your content and it rewards you for however many eyeballs are watching you. So that's kind of neat. Okay. So is that like, how would it tie into YouTubing? Yeah. So, doing, you know, YouTube would have all these different data centers. So they've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of servers in different cities and countries around the world. So now with Contentos, it's all user driven. So your, your laptop, your, your phone, your uh, desktop, your, I don't know if it could work on an iPad, but you know, it's basically your devices are running the network and it's spread out around among tens of thousands of users. So this is the way to, to monetize your content. Yeah. So if you're, uh, if you're a creator, platform. yeah, if you're a creator and you have a following and you know, the users can tip you, uh, right away, it doesn't have to go through a third party as well too. It's right built into the code. Yeah. Like if you watch our video and like, Oh man, I like what this guy said. I like his message. He gave me a lot of value and I want to reward him. Here's five bucks Yeah. in crypto. So that's kind of great. Like right now you have to go through companies like Patreon or you have to, you know, put your PayPal ID address in there so people can can send you a PayPal tip. Yeah. And this way it's all built into the platform, which is really kind of great. And it's similar to Theta. Like Theta has been on a huge tear right now. Mm. And uh, people were recommending this to me when it was two cents. Now it's like $17. <laughs> Theta, T-H-E-T-A. You can pull that one up. So I, I, I think Contentos may follow the same path as Theta. I think I think there's a lot of interest in a decentralized uh, content and streaming service. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the reasons why that content creators go 
to pay, uh, Patreon or YouTube is that they they've got a built-in audience, so they you know they can help people without a following. Um, but yeah, I mean these the reality is you still have to build build that up, even though they've got a built-in audience. Yeah. What's the what's the ticker again? T T H E T A Theta. But getting back to my purchase, like I purchased that on my Visa debit card, and it was declined right away. By it's a declined by issuing bank. But then my bank sent me a text saying, "Hey, somebody's trying to make a purchase. Do you recognize this purchase? Yes or no?" And I just texted back yes. So mm -hmm. then they took the hold off, and then I just did the did the purchase again, and it went through. Yeah. So it's really it's not the exchange that's that's providing the roadblock. It's really Visa and Mastercard. And the reason why you were able to do it in the past and not now is they are secretly, well, not not so secretly anymore. But now, you know, Visa and Mastercard are now offering their own digital asset service. They're going to become their own exchange as well too. So they don't want to lose market share to to the exchanges when they want to become an exchange. Yeah. There we go. Theta. Theta. Yeah. So how much has it gained in the last? Yeah, what is it now? I can. It is eighteen bucks, eleven bucks, eleven dollars US. Yeah, yeah, US. And just go back like three months and see what it was three months ago or six months ago. It was a dollar. January it was two bucks. Yeah, I mean, wow. To have a dollar in January, and here it is, what April, to go from a dollar to twelve dollars, yeah, in three months. Like if you had a thousand dollars in there, now it's worth twelve thousand dollars. So like a thousand dollar investment's worth twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're def definitely um, focusing on these these coins with with high gains that are not not the you know. They're not the mainstream ones. Right. Well, you got to compare it to the big boys like Bitcoin. Like what would it take Bitcoin to do a 12x right now to get 12 times your money? It's yeah. $60,000 US and it's a trillion market cap. So you think $12 trillion is going to come into Bitcoin in three months? Yeah. Not likely. Like it's very difficult I, I won't say it's impossible, but I mean, it's highly unlikely Bitcoin is going to give you a 12x return in the next two or three months. Yeah. It might double. A lot of people are saying it could go to 80,000 or 100,000 or even 250,000 before the year is up. But, you know, that's why the altcoins, that's why I'm parking most of my money in alternative coins right now. Just the, the gains. As Lark Davis, he's a YouTuber I follow. He says uh, altcoins are for making it. Bitcoin yeah. is for keeping it. So like you'll, so, yeah, yeah, so you you make all your money in the altcoins, you know, when you get a 12x return or a 15x or you know a 30x. Yeah. Sell some of it off, lock in those profits and put it into Bitcoin. It won't be as volatile. Like these these alternative coins can go down as easily as they can go up. Yeah. So you take some profits along the way and put them into something a little bit more stable like a stable coin or a Bitcoin or an Ethereum. Have you heard about Tron? My friend just brought it up yesterday, and, and I, I I saw it on Crypto.com. Maybe it was in the top gainers or something, but it yeah, fell off. it just moved up a little bit. Tron has a very got a cool name. 
I don't know. It, what is, it is cool. It's Justin Sun is the guy who's who's the head guy of Tron, yeah. but he he has been known for some shady business practices and marketing. He's kind of been you know fake marketing to pump it up. Yeah. Uh, the the chain the chain is pretty good. I mean it's 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 a faster Ethereum, a cheaper Ethereum. Yeah, we've and, heard that uh, before. With uh, yeah, I mean, who, dog, is, right? who isn't who isn't saying that, right? But um, yeah, a lot of people don't trust Justin Sun. Yeah, because he basically just cut and paste the code and made a few tweaks to to uh, improve it. Okay. Um, but he 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 yeah, he, his audience is split. Some people really love him. Some people don't trust him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what I, I'm going to buy into a project where I feel the CEO is like really like honest and, uh, and legitimate, you know, like I, Charles Hoskinson from Cardano, I believe he is the most respectable of the CEOs that are running these Bitcoins. Yeah. He seems to be the most active as well in terms of sharing content on his, on his YouTube and. Yeah, I love his AMAs. His Ask Me Anything. So he'll he'll just like go, I'm live. Yeah. Charles Hoskinson coming live from warm, sunny Colorado. Yeah, you watch those? Always warm, always sunny, sometimes Colorado. <laughs> so it, that that project's pretty interesting. He, he he's American, but uh, he founded this foundation with IOHK in Hong Kong and. Um, is he in Hong Kong or is does he? He's in Colorado right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should check on that. Um, they're they're in the midst of that deal with Ethiopia, right? That could yep. be. Yeah. Keep your eyes on that one. Latest. Cardano. Cardano ADA is the ticker. Been pretty stable lately. Um, one point around one point. Two two now, yeah. It got as high as a dollar eighty five Canadian, like a week ago or something like that. Two weeks ago, I've got a lot of ADA. I'm heavily vested in that one, and I'm holding long term. Like, yeah, I on I feel that is going to be, you know, in the hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars worth of value. Like these are my multi 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 million dollar moonshots. Yeah. I got a lot of Cardano as well. Yeah. Well, relative to my uh, my other like this space, Greg, it's only been around for what eleven years, thirteen years. Like Bitcoin really went live in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, and it was trading for pennies. A decade ago, it was trading for pennies or a dollar, and here it is at sixty thousand dollars US. In 10 years, there yeah. is no other asset class that has performed better than Bitcoin. There was a chart. I don't know if you can pull it up, but is it basically compared Bitcoin to uh, to commodities, to the S&P 500, to the Dow Jones, to bonds, to real estate, um, to all these different sectors, like every different asset class you can think of. Mm. And Bitcoin outperformed over 10 years like like oh, something like uh, 17 million percent in a decade part that that compares s p 500 to bitcoin yeah yeah just if you can just do a google search let me see what i can do yep uh, look at that compares bitcoin to the nasdaq to the large caps bonds stocks gold cash commodities 
like it's almost it almost looks like a glitch the number like look at the percentage i was wrong it was like 20 20 million percent over 10 years since since 2011 20 million percent so just take off two decimals and that's yeah, a $200,000 yeah. return on your investment, 200,000 times return on your investment. So if you invested $1,000 in 2011 and held onto it, that $1,000 would be worth 200,000 right now. Oh, here we go. 10 years. Could you wait 10 years to have, you know, $1,000 turn into $200,000? No. But what are we looking at here? This uh... the, the top line there has Bitcoin, and then it says on the top right, cumulative and annualized. Yeah, uh, over here. Yeah, look at the percentage. It's twenty million percent, which is a two hundred thousand x, two hundred thousand times your money since since the creation of Bitcoin. No, since two thousand and eleven. If you go back to its creation, it's going to be even higher than that. Yeah. But year over year, 230% year over year annualized return. Yeah. So just multiply whatever, whatever you know, $10 times 230%. And then again, the next year times 230%. And again, the next year times 230% because it keeps growing and appreciating. That's it's crazy return. It's pricey. It's, it's all yeah, well, people thought it was pricey when it was a thousand dollars. People thought it was pricey when it was ten bucks when it was trading for pennies, and then it went to ten dollars. Yeah, oh, I don't want to buy it; it's ten bucks. And then it goes to a hundred dollars. Oh, it's too pricey at a hundred dollars. And then it goes to a thousand dollars. Oh, it's too pricey. And then yeah. it's at its all-time high in 2017 and 18. Oh, I don't, it's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I kicked, it today. I it's myself. 60, I was 000. I was doing videos reporting on Bitcoin hitting like twenty nine thousand back in <laughs> December. I didn't buy any. Oh boy. <laughs> right. So we're gonna look back ten years from now, and we're gonna. Oh, I wish I could have bought it at sixty thousand dollars. It's now it's now half a million. Yeah. Right. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But again, what are the alts going to do as well? What are the alts going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's about the alts. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about hardware wallets? Um, they, yeah. they were, they were uh, this Nomad Capitalist interview. They're talking a lot about uh, storing your wallets uh, offline in these, um, I guess th there's companies that will actually take care of your, your wallet. You can uh this and then they're just reminding you your private key is the most important thing about your your wallet yes. and, and i'm thinking how does this relate to crypto.com I, I was watching a tutorial on uh, i think it was metamask and sheldon <laughs> sheldon evans he actually has a tutorial on metamask and he says as soon as you set up your account Make sure you you write down your seed phrase. Don't keep it online. Write it down yeah. and export your private key and and keep that keep that safe. Right. So I yeah, think like, it's an important topic. Yeah, let's talk about it. Cryptocurrency has two keys. There's a public key and a private key. The public key allows you to receive crypto. The private key allows you to send crypto. So if somebody knows your private key, they can send it away from you. They can take it. So one is a deposit, one is a withdrawal. 
So you only give your public key to people because all they can do is they can add to it. They can send crypto to that address, but they can't they can't take, right? So the private key is they can take it. So yeah. that's why it's very important you never give that to anybody because if you have crypto and somebody has your private key, well, they can just send it to their public address. So crypto.com is called a it's called a, a non-custodial exchange. Like yeah. you don't they don't give you access to your private keys unless you take them entirely off platform. Mm -hmm. So for, for me, for a new user, okay. In in the times, in the in the prior history and prior years of of exchanges, um, they were prone to hacks quite a lot. A lot of people were hacked, think Mount Gox. Um, and a lot of people's cryptos were stolen. Um, when you have your own private keys, nobody can take your crypto. Yeah. You're the only one that can send it. But with these exchanges, I feel a lot more safer using exchanges now than I would have five years ago. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these exchanges now are audited and they have um, very strong security protocols in effect. So they're less likely to be hacked. But if yeah. you are in fear of that, then yeah, you have to self-custody. You have to take your, like once you buy them on an exchange, yeah, because um, you need a way to buy them, right? Like you, you don't have them until you buy them. So you have to start create an account with an exchange. Then you'll either buy it from a credit card or a debit card or upload uh, fiat money. Then you buy yeah. the coins. Then you would take them off platform. So you would transfer them and withdraw. And then you can put them onto something, uh, uh, what's called a cold wallet. is like a, uh, a ledger or a, a treasure. Trezor, T-R-E-Z-O-S. There's a whole bunch of different uh, digital wallets or MetaMask. And yeah, you just transfer them. And then you'd have your own private keys. Yeah. So you haven't you haven't gotten into that. that I do yet. have a ledger. I do have some funds on a ledger for security. Yeah. But um, the disadvantage of that is once you go self-custody, you don't you're not able to get the interest. Yeah, so now, I mean, are, just wanted to keep it safe and hold it and not do anything. Another thing is I don't trust myself. I have a feeling I would lose my secret phrase or write it down wrong or, you know, I'm afraid that the the, the device could, you know, get sunk in water or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, right. I just, I don't trust myself to, to keep it safe. I, I'd rather trust the exchanges. I mean, they're professionals. They've been doing this for years and years and years and they have full security teams. So I'm happy leaving my money on exchange, but a lot of people in the industry, like the old schoolers, they'll say, not your keys, not your crypto. Yeah. So they will say, you know, if you don't own those keys, you don't have access to, and they're right. They're right. At any point in time, like crypto.com could fold or yeah. they could get hacked. Or, or the government can say, you know, you've got a client, you've got a customer. We don't really believe where they're getting their money from. I want you to freeze their account and boom, your assets are frozen. But if you self custody, you don't really have that risk. So I'm kind of weighing the options of, you know, not trusting myself and being, you know, operating legally anyways. And really I'm giving a lot of faith in the exchange. Yeah. But you don't have to go like, it's not one way or the other, right? You can just, you can, you can do half and half or split it up. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I like the benefits of being on an exchange because it's quick and also I like the staking. I like getting the staking interest. Yeah. I mean those are those are nice features. Yeah. Like I've made twelve thousand dollars just having my money on the exchange and then earning interest on it. Yeah, and then you you're uh using this Visa card, which you've spoken about a lot yeah. to, to earn CRO. 
I bought a vacuum yesterday. It was an Airstream because our, yeah. our dirt devil blew up. And uh, it was funny because the Visa card's a prepaid card. So I had $529 left on it. Yeah. Um, before I had to top it up again. And the vacuum was 500 pre tax. So it would have been at 12% tax, 560 bucks. Yeah. So I said to the guy, I said, listen, you have to you have to tax in. It has to be no more than five twenty nine. He says why, and I said I got a prepaid card, and that's all I have on it. So they lowered the price to four seventy two plus tax. It worked out to five twenty nine. But as soon as I charged it on the crypto dot com credit card, I made back twenty six dollars mm. in rewards. Nice. So nice. it's like I got the tax for free. It was awesome. I negotiated the better deal. <laughs> well, I, I finally got my card cash back on my slice of pizza. Yeah, it was always there. You just didn't know where to look for it. No, it just it popped up under my transactions today. Only today? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I yeah. think there might have been a little bit of a glitch because I had a purchase from Safeway the other day that, yeah, there it is. Nice. 0.28. Isn't it great getting oh. rewards? It's awesome. Six cents. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to keep an eye on that. Yeah, the more you spend, the more you make. Like, I'm at the next tier, so you're getting 2%, but I've already upgraded to the five percent tier yeah so you you're deep in the cro deep into the it. like like i'm spending money every day everybody's spending money every day right i have yeah. to live yeah so i went to the supercharger the other day to fuel up the tesla and it was like i don't know seven or eight dollars i mean the real life. supercharger not supercharger on on the, the app no the real supercharger the tesla supercharger yeah and you know I, like I have to, I have to charge my car. I have to use my car. So why yeah. not use it on the, on the CRO visa card and get money back for it? Yeah. So I think I got like 45 cents back, you know, so I can buy a Timbit, but it's like, it's a Timbit I didn't have before. Like it's, if you're not using it, you're, you're just wasting money. You lose it. Take yeah. advantage of it. So you, 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 uh, so your crypto visa cards, your primary spending card. Yeah, I have 10 credit cards, Greg, use them for different, you know, like my Amex has travel points, my PC had free groceries. Yeah. Um, you know, one of them was like a 1% cashback card. I had a Walmart card as well, too. So I'd get, you know, if I spent it at Walmart, I'd get higher rewards at Walmart. Yeah. But it's like nothing beats the CRO Visa card. It's like, it's across the board. You get it. There's no exclusion category. Well, there are some exclusion categories, but it's like you get paid pretty much on almost everything you buy yeah yeah so yeah check out the the video on the channel terry upgrading his card from yeah i just got a notice from them saying it shipped what, it shipped frosty, frosty rose should frosty. we do a live unboxing frosted rose gold sure all right should we do it on the live stream or should i just do yeah let's do it on the live stream because then my hands will be free because the last time i like i had the card in one hand and the camera in the other hand <laughs> Because yeah. I don't have a tripod, so we can do the live on screen. All right. Okay. So when's it going to arrive? Next week? Yeah. All right. So we'll do an unboxing. Unboxing. Yeah. I think uh, anything else? Did we cover everything on our list? Yeah, I think so. Like, like if there's anything I can impart to the users is basically, yes, you're going broke and you don't even know it. And we are in times of inflationary period because they're printing more and more money. So prices are getting higher and you need to be in assets. You need to be in assets. So whether it's the stock market or cryptocurrency or real estate, you have to buy something that's going to appreciate in value 
and, and a hedge against the declining value of the dollars. And if we can help you, you know, get started, I get a lot of joy from helping people make money. I know you do as well too, Greg. So, yeah. um, you know, just reach out to us, buy our course, our cryptocurrency for beginners course. And I'm also doing consultations for onboarding people, you know, yep. every step of the way, hold your hand. Okay. How, how to set up an account with an exchange, how to fund it and how to buy stuff. Yeah. We're here for you. Yep. Check, check out it. Terry's contact information in the description. And I can also help with onboarding for if you want to mint an NFT type of thing, because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, um, steps that you would need to go through and you need to buy some ethereum and mint your nft so so for all the artists and creators out there if they want to find another source of income and turn their their art their physical art into digital art and monetize it greg's your guy yeah put your i know we did a video earlier i says i just i officially made the announcement that i'm retiring from massage yeah I, I now have enough nest egg and a big enough um, stream of income coming in from my investments that I don't actually need to work anymore. And I'll be 51 next month. So retiring at 50, at 50 years old. Oh, when was your, uh, your 50th? Uh, April, last April. Last April? I was, yeah, I was born in 1970. Oh, you didn't celebrate. Uh, my what? wife did. She celebrated yeah. for me. We okay. had a little party. Oh. We had a party in Thailand. Happy belated. That's a big Thank one. You. Thank you. All right. We'll uh, end it there. Remember to like and subscribe. We're going to be posting a lot more content to the Nomad Investors channel. So yeah. let's help the algorithm. And well, I think we named it you. Investing Nomads, right? Investing Nomads. Investing Nomads or yeah. Nomad Investors. Yeah, new we channel. can change it again if we need to, but I, I think I put it investing nomads. I put investing first just in case it might come better in search results. Investing nomads. Yep, that's yep. what it is. That's us. We're the investing nomads. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks, Greg. Bye. See you, Terry. See ya. Bye.